Welcome to the Guitar Dads Podcast, a podcast for guitar dads by guitar dads. This week, will Matt have the moxie to get another tube screamer? Telling me Kingfish has a new guitar, old is new, and Joe B kills it again. We're not punching any time clocks tonight on the Guitar Dads Podcast. Now, the guys who know who killed John Henry, Matt and Dave. (laughs) Hello everybody, I'm Matt. And I'm Dave, and welcome to the pod, episode 76. 76. Thank you, thank you for listening, everybody. Thank you so much. Thanks for your comments. Thanks for yeah, we, being part of the community here. Yeah, we, we appreciate each and every one of you. We, uh, we, love, uh, we love communicating and interacting with you guys on Facebook. Check out our, uh, our private Facebook group, At Guitar Dads Podcast. Just find us. No questions asked. We'll let you in. No questions. Right? No questions, no baby. No questions. Uh, you can check us out on Instagram, at Guitar Dads Podcast there as well. Yes. Find us on, on Twitter, at Guitar Dads Podcast also. Um, and each and every week we post an episode for you lovely listeners uh, where you can find us where you are streaming us right now. So yeah, let's get into this week. What do we got? We got a lot of stuff. I just want to make a comment that you love to use that telly me thing, that telly me um, uh, little little joke you got going there. In the oh intro. yeah, that's that's uh, I bring that back Te- all the time. Telly yeah. me, <laughs> of course. Telly me, there isn't a telling new telly a, yeah, in the news. Telly. That's right. Telling me there uh, isn't a new. Oh, telly I'm gonna in tell. The news. I am gonna tell you that. Um, I know anyway. you're gonna tell me that. <laughs> so so you know so we had a we got back from vacation a couple weeks ago. Yep. And then um, we had Rage on the guys from a local band here, and we had a nice little chat last week. So that was fun. But we haven't really yeah. got into we got into a little bit of news with those guys, but um, we uh, we haven't really gotten to the news in like a long time. So we're gonna give. Hey, you hold some, on. I just wanna I wanna shout yeah. that episode out. Listen to this oh, yeah, episode last out. week. These guys have such great stories from the from the Boston music scene of the seventies. There's a Joe Perry connection in there. Yeah, um, there's a lot, yep. a lot of, a lot of good stuff. So uh, it's really go like, back and listen. Yeah, it's really like stories from Boston's music heyday, um, when all these bands were were re- really just starting to come up. Um, like you know, like Bo- like the band Boston, Jay Giles, Aerosmith, Cars. Who else? Um, who else went? There's a, that's enough, but there's others. That's too. enough, yeah. <laughs> so, yeah, there's others. So go back and listen to that episode because we had a lot of fun with them, um, and John and uh, John and Hunty. Um, yeah, but it was it was a good time. So go back and listen, and um, yeah. Let, oh, real quick, I just want to I want to shout out these guys because uh, oh, yeah. we posted on Instagram. I just want to shout out the guys at uh, Honey Picks. Oh yeah, For those Dave's of you watching on Instagram these. and Facebook. I'm going to show this to the to the uh, listeners and the, and the watchers here. Yeah, honey, honey picks. Yeah, like Dave's obsessed. Dave's obsessed with these picks, and I'm like, I don't understand these things. What is I'm the story? Show, I'm going to show you guys real quick on this for those of you that are going to watch this thing. I'm going to <laughs> we'll post this clip. We'll post this clip on Instagram. Go check it out. But these are really cool picks. I mean, they got a, a, a number of options. Um, and thicknesses and sizes and all sorts of stuff. Oh, they do have but, a number uh, of different thicknesses. Cause you yeah, got these, these things that look like way too thick for me, if I'm honest. Oh, I love it. You know what? I'm not, a, I wasn't, I never thought I was a, a thicker pick kind of player because I use those <laughs> Dunlops, um, whatever. What's the thickness of the purple ones? I forget. I now. use the Tortex. Are you talking about the, the Tortex? The Tortex. Yes. Yeah. The Tortex. I have a bunch of Tortex right here. Yeah, I'm yeah, looking yeah. at. And these are, they these are... are much thicker, but I actually really like them. The Tortex, I, like the, I, the Tortex I use, and I can't see anything because it's too dark in my room. Yeah, I'm going to put a light on. Um, I can tell you. I can go grab one right now because I think they're- um, 1.4 they, 1.4, millimeter. yeah, there you what, go. Yep. What, are, what are those? You know what? I think these, oh man, I, I'm going to have to, uh, I'm going to have to look back to see exactly what I ordered. I think this, I think this green one is a two a millimeter. Yeah, they're definitely uh, thicker. And the, and the honeybee one is a- uh, I think there's also a two millimeter. Oh yeah, can you it right can you get a one? right here on the pick? Oh yeah, look at no, that. What does it say on the pick? Two millimeters. So so can you get a one point four? Because I I feel like one point four is a sweet spot for me. You know I wanna I wanna say you can, but I okay. you know what? Check the website. Go on Honey Picks and uh, okay. check out Honey Picks and check them out. They're really cool. I really like okay. them. And they they okay. and they look cool too. 
Okay. So yeah, honey picks. All Thanks, right, guys. very cool. Appreciate it. Very cool, Honey Picks. We're not sponsored by Honey Picks, no, but you we're know, not. but you know, if, if you know, we we're, we're not against being sponsored. We're not we're not against being sponsored <laughs> by Honey Picks. <laughs> anyway, maybe hey, Honey Picks, you can uh, if you can convince Matt to use these picks. You know, yeah. he's a tough sell. He's a tough sell. So it's Honey Dash Picks. I don't know yes, why they don't Dash. own the Honey Picks domain. What's wrong with these people? Who who well, then who owns the Honey Picks domain? It, it that's just a good nothing question. comes up when you type it in it's just wow. ridiculous okay All okay right, so well. they so which ones did you get dave i'm looking at the beehive i got the beehive and the in the um in the honeybee so beehive is much more um traditional Tradi- i was just gonna say it's yeah, kind yeah, of yeah. The, i guess the traditional and the yeah. honeybee is like a little bit bigger than that and then they have all kinds of other kind but but they but they're only talking about the dimensions they don't talk about the thickness yeah, I think there is there is a spot in there to to uh, that will tell you the thickness. The thickness. That's what she said. Anyway. The thick. The thickness. You're down with the. You're down with the thickness. Down with the thickness. Yeah, David Draymond says. With the thickness. I think. I think. Yeah, David Draymond's a big, uh, big, uh, big uh, proponent of these picks, and he says he's down with the thickness. So anyway, <laughs> yeah, uh, yeah. So, so you know, it's going to be good. Um, yeah. So there's that. All right. So what what do we got going on in the dataverse? We got it going on in the dataverse. Uh, let's go back to uh, we've talked about this a, a while back after the death of Taylor Hawkins. But the Foo Fighters and we they 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 have scheduled uh, two tribute shows, which we talked about a few weeks ago. But the lineup has expanded, and you should just go back and look at this lineup. I mean, it's got. I mean, it's it's really a who's who of of anybody in music. Um, and I'm really getting. Just, I'm. I'm really getting excited about this. I think this is going to be really a, an amazing show. We're I think gonna it's going to be great cool stuff. So cool acts. Cool, and and there's live streams. Uh, there's live stream options out there. Um, yeah. But, you know. Oh, go ahead. Am I interrupting you again? No, no, no. You're not at all. I was interrupting you. Um, oh, no. Yeah. There, there was a couple of posts about this we saw on the Insta's, and they said that it was in the U.S. It's going to be streamed on Paramount Plus, which I don't have. It's and like I the don't only, have like how many, we've talked about this before. Like how many streaming services can you have? Like this is ridiculous. <laughs> so now well, I'm going to have to get before, Paramount Plus and, and yeah. stream this concert and then Just cancel it immediately. That, that's right. <laughs> As you said a long time ago, and I agree, maybe somebody <laughs> should just like clump all these like streaming things together and call it cable. Call it cable. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I, mean, I mean, seriously, that's... it's like ridiculous. So, How many okay, of but... do you have? Yeah. Netflix, Amazon, Paramount yeah, Plus, Paramount HBO Plus, Plus. HBO, what else is there? Discovery. Disney. Um, Disney. It, it like never ends. Ugh. Anyway, Hulu. So anyway, um, Hulu, yeah. So it's going to be on Paramount Plus, which I don't have, Matt doesn't have, and that's a I real downer it. to me. I don't but have yeah, it. I think I might just have to order it and then cancel it. I'm going to order it anyway because I wanted to watch that Yellowstone prequel, um, like 1883, whatever it's called, um, with Tim McGraw. Speaking of music, that's a music-related well, speaking thing. Speaking of all, cool. Yeah, He's in this? Tim McGraw and Faith Hill star in it, yeah. Yeah. Oh, interesting. Oh. So I definitely, so it's, a, it's, a, it's a, if you've seen the, the, the show Yellowstone with Kevin Costner, amazing show, by the way, you guys should check it out. Um, there's a prequel to it based on the same uh, family called 1883, the Tim McGraws, and that's on Paramount Plus, apparently. That's why I haven't watched it because I don't subscribe to Paramount Plus. <laughs> anyway, this is, and I think there's going to be other options for people in Europe and kind of elsewhere in the globe. So, um, this is actually pretty cool. So there's two shows. One's happening in London. Is that right, Dave? Yes. One's happening in London and yeah. the other is happening in LA. One yeah. is, uh, I think it's September 4th, right? Saturday night. Yep. Yeah. Uh, in London. And then the 20, I want to say the 27th or something like that in the, in, in, in LA. In LA. Yeah. So, and there's different- that date, right? I think uh, I, have that date I don't right. know if you have that day. I thought it was like the 13th or something. Um, I but I could, but I could be wrong. Maybe you're right. Um, anyway, it looks like like the, the the lineup has really expanded. What's interesting about the lineup is there's not a lot of bands named. It's just individuals. So that yes. makes me. So I don't know what the format of this thing is going to be. My sense is the foos are going to like be on stage the whole time, and just all kinds of different guests are going to come through and do Foo Fighter songs, and of course do some covers. And um, it should be, it, it's going to, I think it's going to be a pretty cool f- thing to watch because, you know, this kind of, I don't think we've had anything like this in a long time, right? No, um, no, like I don't I re- think we've had anything like this 
in forever. I yeah, mean, when, yeah, yeah. When's the last time you had two massive tribute shows? Um, yeah. For well, for any really any musician, I mean. Well, I think I think one of the most I mean, epic concerts that ever happened, kind of like this, was the, was the concert for New York right after nine eleven. Yes. you remember that? Yes. that was kind oh, of absolutely. That was that was that, like was, anybody, that was such a great show. Yeah, anybody too. Who, I mean, who's anybody played? Yeah, and then I used to love watching the. Um, like when they would kind of re-air it on MTV Live or whatever it was yep. called at the time, when they would re-air Crossroads, you got the same kind of a feel of um, right. of what's going you know, of all those artists coming together and playing. Of course, Crossroads is a little bit different because it's really guitar focused, but um, this is I think this is going to be really cool. I think it's going to be that type of vibe, and it's I think it's going to be really a cool thing to watch. So yeah, I I, I definitely I think I am going to get uh, Paramount Plus. I am going to watch this because <laughs> I got to see this. Yeah, we I mean, got to see Fighters this. Foo Fighters is one of my one of my favorite bands, so I I really do have to watch this. I think Plus, Dave I'm and I are going to like we do. We're going to get together. We're going to drink some beers. We're going to pour one out for Taylor. <laughs> I think this is a great idea. Let's get together. Yeah, you yeah. come over my house. Well, I'll 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 rent it. You know, and and uh, we'll go. And we'll um yeah, I think it's a good idea. So cool. all right, all right. Anyways, all right. Next and uh, another uh, another uh, kind of a, a big story in music this week is uh, if you are familiar with Britt Turner, he is the drummer for Blackberry Smoke. Apparently, he suffered a pretty severe heart attack. Oh my god! But but I thankfully, heard this. yeah. But thankfully, he uh, he was able to get to the hospital. They were able to kind of get. Uh, they were able to put a stent in one of his coronary arteries, oh, and uh, he's going to be okay. But he's obviously going to be kind of on the mend for a little while, and. Um, in the meantime, Blackberry's going to kind of do a little bit something different with their touring, and I think some throw some acoustic shows in there, maybe. Oh, okay, interesting. Um, but yeah, but so he'll be out for a little bit, but it looks like they're going to be back on tour come uh, October. So nice. Uh, yeah, well wishes. I mean, to, there's uh, a Britt Turner. Yeah, I mean, there's a real like road dog band, right? Like oh, he's got. Huge I mean, I want to say they probably. I mean, how many days do you think they do a year, Dave? Two hundred. I bet they do over 200. Yeah, just throwing it out there. Like, I mean, so it's like, this is going to take a toll on anybody. And these guys aren't spring chickens. So, um, I mean, geez, we wish him well. I mean, that's that's well, tough. Well, really, they're not chickens yeah. at all. They, yeah, that's true. They're not chickens at all. They're pretty they're, they're, they're pretty badass. Um, but, um, you know, they're not young guys. So, um, no. it, you know, and they're playing a rigorous schedule, traveling all over the place. Um, so yeah, I mean, geez, I mean, hopefully, hopefully he's going to be okay. Yikes. Yeah. So, um, yeah. So that, that, that was a, uh, the other big news story this week. Yeah. But, um, yeah. So, uh, well wishes to Brit. We, uh, we hope to see uh blackberry smoke in, um, in October in, uh, Bo- no, December in Boston. I think oh, we're going to, we're going to go. Then we definitely going to check that out. Where, where of course, the, what, what day of the week gonna, is it? Yeah. What day of the week is it's, it? It's not a Friday. It's not a Saturday. It's not even a Thursday. It's a Wednesday night. Oh, geez. Well, Wednesday. Well, Wednesday hump we day. can do it. I'll, I'll, yeah, hump day. I'll take Thursday hump off. Hump day's Let's pretty go. good. Yeah. I mean, we yeah. can take a day off and just show up to work late the next day. Why yeah. not? Perfect. Um, I love it. All right. Yeah. We're going. Yeah. It's been too long since I had seen Blackberry because you saw him last year and I wasn't year. able to see him. Um, but this shows at the HOB, so it'll be good. Oh, it is? Yeah. Oh, oh wow, that's awesome. Okay, I'm very excited about this already. Love black, love me some blackberry. So oh, we love ourselves some blackberry smoke on this show. I got some nice, like locally grown ones the other day too. They're really delicious. Oh, did you? They're really delicious. This is berry season in, in Massachusetts. Well, it's getting toward the tail end of it. It's usually like June and July, but it's going quite well. Delicious. Anyway, there you go. Speaking of berries, and delicious music. You know, if you like your yogurt and granola, you're gonna get a little <laughs> berries in there. Oh man, right, what are we? Ten minutes into this, and we've already uh, off the rails. Like, well, get yourself a nice minutes. parfait. Well, you tell yeah, me you don't like. You tell me you don't like a nice parfait. I do like a nice parfait. Like yeah, a yogurt. I do one. like a nice parfait. Yeah, it's delicious. Anyway, what you else? We who got? I don't know. You know who I don't know. If if he likes a parfait or not is Joe Bonamassa. Oh yeah, what you want to get into that? What do you want to talk about? Yeah, let's quickly get into this. So we so last Friday night, uh, Matt and I, and uh, kind of last minute for me, but Matt and I uh, checked out Joe Bonamassa up in uh, New Hampshire, up in ha- up in New Hampshire, up in uh, Hampton Beach at the at the casino at the Hampton Beach Casino Ballroom. By the way, no casino. I don't even know why they call it that. Well, there anyway. used to be a casino. There used to be a casino, but now there's an, there's an arcade in it. 
Um, it's an arcade. Yeah, it used so to be. Used the Hampton to... Beach Arcade and, and uh, yeah. But this, this is a famous place. Like, you name, like, an artist and they've been oh, through Oh, yeah. Here. No, of course. It's, it's yeah. a really cool venue. So, anyway. Yeah. So, yeah. Cool so, venue. we saw Joe. Very we, cool we, show. Because I was just like, I got to go see Joe. It's been a few years since I've seen him. We got to go. Dave, originally, I was going to go with another friend of mine. And Dave was like, you know, I don't think I can do it. And I was like, I understand you get, you're busy with like kids activities. I think you had like a soccer tournament or something. And then Dave realized like, Oh wait, I can do it. And so then my friend backed out and Dave ended up coming, which worked out because my friend wasn't going to enjoy it as much as Dave was. So, you know, sorry, but that's the fact. So (laughs) thanks, Christina. Yeah, Christina. She doesn't even <laughs> listen to the podcast. She should listen to the podcast. She's, she should listen to the podcast. She's the bassist in 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 my band, but um, she doesn't even listen band, to our podcast. Say. Wow, I know. Well, we're gonna get her on at some point. Um, yeah, we're gonna have she to won't even listen to that. We're gonna episode. have to take this clip and tag her in it. Um, yeah, but anyway, she couldn't make it. She had family things she needed to do, and um, Dave made it, and it was an incredible show. So, so Dave, compared to and and you're someone who didn't love his album, the latest Time Clocks album. But we both looked at each other like two songs in or not even like after the first song. And we were like, oh, this is going to be a little bit of a different show than the last time we saw him. Because I don't know what it was, but he was just on fire that night. Like he he really just like did these extended solos, just lay, oh, laying man. it all out there. Um, it was a show to behold. I mean, he was. Now, we saw him a number of years ago, probably four years ago at this point, in yep. a larger venue, and we were sitting a little further back, so we couldn't really enjoy. But I just, I feel like he, this show had a much different vibe to it. And it wasn't the venue, it was just, he was really in it. He, he was. was in the zone. Yeah, yeah. He was he in was the zone. He was in the zone. Yeah. And and he even mentioned during the show that he really was looking forward to the Northeast shows because he's from New York and and the whole thing. But yeah, I think I think it just kind of lent itself to being such a show of just watching him just in a zone and the skill this guy has. Whichever if you if you, you know there's people people either like Joe Bonamassa oh, they or they hate, hate Joe Bonamassa. <laughs> right? There's no in between. So if you if you're a big Joe Bonamassa fan, the show that we were witness to last Friday night was was just a sight to behold, right? It, I mean, it, he it played a, so many different hits. Yeah, he played through a number of songs off the new album. Now that new album is growing on me, by the way. I do I, I do I, like it. it. It's is, not I mean, as good as some of his other ones. It's not as good, but it, it it's real. He's got some real bangers on it, which he played. And yep. um, it was, you know, you know what he didn't play interesting. He didn't play the first song on the thing that he co-wrote with Charlie Starr from Blackberry. That's right. Yeah, he didn't no, play. He didn't. Um, uh, what is it called? Uh, notches in my what? What is it called? Uh, uh, of course, unprepared guitar. Dance. Uh, whatever it is, the first song on the album. Whatever it is. Yeah, look it up. It's a it's a banger. I I don't know why he didn't play it. It is a banger. But I don't know why he didn't play it. But he didn't play it. But um, but yeah, he was just on fire. And here was the real treat of the night that really was like amazing for us as guitar dads was Josh Smith was playing like second guitar and he's been on the tour with Joe this entire tour. And if you guys don't know who Josh uh, Smith is, he's amazing blues player. Um, just like, amazing kind of virtuoso at the level of Joe Bonamassa yeah. for yeah. sure. If you don't know who Josh Smith yeah. is, you, you've been living under he, a rock. He isn't as famous as Joe. He doesn't go no. and do these, you know, ridiculous tours and he doesn't own a bunch of Dumbles and he doesn't own a bunch of, um, you know, Les Paul's original Les Paul bursts. But but he's an incredible player. He's got tons of great feel to his playing. And, you know, he was just playing this amazing, like, second guitar the whole time. And he probably got a what? He probably got a handful of solos right dave he got um, a handful of solos especially um, towards the end of the evening he was yeah. playing a number of things he and got it was, he, he got is, yeah he, he is so good he got one like extended solo that kind of blew my mind honestly um yeah he, he's just he's incredible <laughs> now rumor awesome. the rumor though that we heard is that that Joe did not let Josh play any of his dumbles during like yeah, sound checks yeah, or anything else. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, I heard. Um, Is that true? Yeah, I saw a, I saw a leaked clip from backstage, and <laughs> and it was it started with Josh going, "Hey Joe, can I play one of your du- no?" <laughs> Joe just snapped at him. I was like, "Wow, Joe's really rough." Yeah, on Joe is Josh. Yeah, jeez, kind of man. in a mood. God, <laughs> I mean, just relax. You got like forty of these things. <laughs> no, that didn't. He owns no, like no, that didn't no. happen. <laughs> 
No, not reality. No, that didn't no, happen. But didn't you know, that's happen. a good point, Dave. We weren't kind of at an angle where we could see what Josh was playing through. The stage was also very dark a lot of the night. I don't know what he was. He usually plays through his Morgans. Um, I wonder if he was playing. He plays through like these Morgans that are like AC thirty ish. I wonder if that's what he was doing, uh, or or if Joe happened to loan him a Dumble. Um, I don't know, but but we know that. I mean, Joe is running like. 42 amps himself and yeah you can go i think you can go online and, and see the the rig rundown i think joe if you if yeah. you go to joe's instagram i think he did it himself on instagram for this tour He he's running the silver jubilees again yep and then he's running his array of dumbles and his high-powered twins um oh so, man and the tones the tone yeah. he was getting all night oh was my just God. it's crazy crazy good yeah. i mean the the i mean this the listen I know there's gonna. I know there's haters out there. I just don't understand it. Yeah, I yeah, really yeah, don't. Yeah. E- even if you hate him, if you're in the room with his guitar tone, you can't deny it's incredible. You can't deny it's incredible. <laughs> I mean, I understand. I understand that. I understand the haters. But you know yeah, what? Yeah. You know what I have to say to that is that you really need to take. You need to take Joe Bonamassa with a grain of salt. Just stop taking him so seriously. Oh yeah, seriously. Okay? Yeah. Because yeah. this is, you know, I mean, that's where a lot of that hate kind of has spawned yeah. from, right? I mean, yeah. So and go this, and go and I would say like maybe you can convince one of your friends who's a big uh, fan to like buy you a ticket and try to convert you because you see him live and it's just like it's it's a sight to behold and we've seen a lot of guitarists in our day undeniable. here right and, and he is he is one of the greats he just is I'm sorry <laughs> yeah he is he, he is and that's why he is the patron saint of the guitar dad's it's podcast, podcast it's right like, I mean that's just the way it is it's like, so <laughs> all right. So that's the Joe B show. Yeah, yeah, that's the Joe B show. Yeah. So. Oh man. Yeah, it was great. It was right. a great well, time. S- great time. Speaking so. of speaking of absolute killer blues players. Yeah. Right. Should we get in? Should we get into this Kingfish? You want to get into the gear, or you want to talk about the other topic we wanted to hit on? What are we hitting on? I don't know. You want? This I thought, a I, surprise topic. Yeah, I thought we were going to talk about. Um, we we're going to talk about the old music and the new music. Oh, the old music and the new nah, music. Do you want to talk I about that totally, or no? I totally skipped over that. No, let's talk about that. Let's hit on that again because we've hit on this a uh, number of times in a few shows back. But if you want, you go back and look at once you hear what we're going to talk about. Go back yeah, and yeah, listen yeah. to these episodes. That'll kind of fill you in on our opinions. But um, yeah, why don't you hit it off? Um, so there's been like an array of articles and some people talking about it because of some data that came out actually started coming out over the winter, but it's, it's been coming out even more. There was an article, there was an article in the Atlantic, um, you know, and the question is, is old, um, songs and music killing new music? And, and the reason that question is comes out is because old songs, and this was as of like the winter time around uh, February when they were looking at these stats, Old music now represents 70% of the U.S. market of streams and music in general, um, as opposed Wait, to newer music. That's an incredible number, isn't it? It it It's kind of amazing, right? It's kind of an amazing thing. Now, we're, now we're not and talking- And is that a we're change? Talking, this is the thing. Like, we're talking- Yeah. No, go you're ahead. You're talking Dave. stream. You're yep. talking streams, right? Yeah. Not not purchased downloads. Um, Correct. It's, it's kind of everything. I believe it's, it's kind of is it everything kind of, altogether? Kind of like, lumped it all together. Yeah, it's kind of everything. Because uh, I would be interesting to see in like a split on the data to see how much of that is like a purchase download versus how much is streamed off of your you know your Apple Music yeah. subscription or Spotify or whatever. Yeah. So here's another little uh, tidbit for you: the 200 most popular tracks that are out there in the world, they now, like again, this is back in uh, February, now represent, so, sorry, now that the 200 most popular tracks and songs that are being streamed, they only account for less than 5% of total streams. That's and that's incredible. a number that over time has got smaller and smaller and smaller. Three years ago, the number was like 10%. Okay, so and it was never a huge percentage, but it's a, it's 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 been like this downward trend of new music um, compared to just older music. Now, how do we define the older music, Dave? Um, when well, you, do they you look define at these it? Articles, they must have. Um, do they define it within the article you're referencing in the Atlantic? Um, let, let me look at the. You know, you think I would know these things? I think um, I think you need to know these. <laughs> yeah. So I mean, what I what I find really interesting about this, and you know, we we touched on this on like I said a number of episodes. 
Um, the more recent one would be the our uh, our talk about um, Stranger Things and the Metallica uh, episode in that, and that, and how that brought in a lot of newer music fans to appreciate Metallica, right? So, um, I just I just find this to be really interesting because for a long, long time, uh, I have been. I've been screaming from the rooftops about how rock is dead and it's not coming back. And, yeah. and even, even though you have to go out and, and, and then we realize that you can really find all these great bands out there. You just got to search for them and rock, you know, oh, lo and behold, isn't actually dead. And this is, this brings it to a bit of a new level to me because the fact that older music is more listened to than newer music really to me highlights that rock is far from dead in fact rock is alive and well and alive and better oh, than totally. some of the, yeah, totally. the newer music that's coming out today yeah that's totally true so so i did so it is it's um so this is the thing new music when we talk about new music it's really new 18 months released within the last 18 months oh wow okay well so, that's well, so that's going to narrow it quite a bit that narrows um, it so quite it's not a bit. like it's like oh like 30 years and older right um but um, but that it, but it's it it is interesting because if you you know definitely check out this article from over the winter in the Atlantic and there's been other ones that have come out and there's people talking about it on podcasts and stuff, um, and it's it's really interesting, right? And and people are trying to opine on why is this the case, right? Um, you know, and there's all kinds of reasons, right? But what do we think are the reasons, Dave? <laughs> Well, I'll tell you, I, I wonder, this is more of the conspiracy theorist in me, but I wonder if um, if there's a little bit of a uh, an algorithm thing going on here with, with YouTube, with, um, with, YouTube, with uh, Apple and Spotify and you name the, you know, Pandora and, yep. and all these, whatever, you name the platform um, in terms of the, the, the push to get this music for whatever reason. Now, are you getting influence from some of these artists? I don't know. Uh, obviously there must be money involved at some point in the game. Uh, I don't know. I don't know what's bringing, I don't understand what's bringing back, um, this love and desire to hear older music. However, when you kind of, when you, when you put this 18 month time frame on it, that kind of dilutes the argument a little bit, right? Yep. I mean, yep. because that, what we saying? Like now we're saying older music is two or three years old. Yeah, yeah, exactly right. Yeah, so if you, you know, if it's, so, so, if so it's, now where are we? So if it's where, music where that came out us? a few years ago, then yeah, that's me. At least in the numbers that I'm telling you here, where right. but but still, it, you know, no matter how you kind of kind of look at it and define it, the fact is that people aren't like clamoring for the latest releases anymore, right? Like that's the bottom line is people, and I think this has to do with a lot of things, but I think the main thing it has to do with is. We're in this like at your fingertips streaming environment where you can have playlists, you can just have everything right in front of you, and then you're just going to gravitate to the stuff that you know and familiar with. And, and but that's what I'm saying yeah. with the algorithm. You're, like you're if right. you're listening you're right. to if you're listening to yep. if you're listening to say I don't know name a band that's come out in the last several years. You know one of our favorites, Dirty Honey, right? So you're listening <laughs> to Dirty Honey. Got to talk about Dirty Honey now. We got to talk about Journey Honey every podcast. Yeah. Now, you know, it's more than likely that 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 the algorithm that Apple or whoever is going to be pushing, you know, similar music to you. That's right. And and they're they're relatively new, so that's that that's where that comes in. But it's I don't, all, yeah, I don't yeah. But but you're right. It doesn't. But this shows. This is definitely. Um, I I think it definitely shows that people are not running out to listen to. Oh my God, so and so just came out with. With a great new song, I got to go listen to. Right? And it comes down and to one. That's not happening. You're right. It, it obviously it's not. And the theme of this podcast, it comes down to that as well. Why we felt compelled to do it is to talk about these newer artists that are playing the rock that we like and the guitar based stuff that we love. So you know, because I think there is a lack of, um, like I don't know, a lack of desire. It's not a lack of desire. Because we talk to a lot of people, Dave, and they're like, oh, I'm going to check that band out. Oh, I, I haven't heard of them. I'm going to check it out. Because because people, like I said, people are 
you know, they want they they get into a routine and they do what's familiar to them. So then, That's like right. you know, it has to happen. It's almost like we're back to this idea of we don't have a radio to turn on that'll tell you the latest thing. Well, we do, but it's less less and less people are listening to the radio, right? Very. Um, yeah, I'd love I'd love to see that data. And like, like you said, the algorithm. People- how many people even pay attention to the algorithm on these on these streaming services? Well, nobody. You're not paying. Nobody's yeah. paying attention to the algorithm. But it's very it's incredibly sensitive. I mean, all it takes is you listening to somebody slightly different. And if you notice the stuff that's being pushed to you is suddenly a little bit different. But right? yeah, I but mean, we, so we as mu- as like music, like super, like super fans, we, we will like check that stuff out and click on the stuff that Apple maybe gives us or Spotify gives us. I don't think a lot of people do. Right. You don't think so? Well, I see. I'll tell you my, they, like if, my wife, well, they did, my wife listen to newer play, music. That, that's what I'm saying. That's true. Yeah. Well, well, maybe. No, what I'm saying is that the algorithm is pushing some of the slightly older stuff. And again, if you're, oh, yeah, yeah, you're yeah. saying oh, you're de- we're defining older by 19 months and older. Here. Yeah, so it's yeah, not it's really not older super music. Old. So yeah, yeah. it's not super old. But, you know, my, my wife will, will be making dinner and she'll she'll put on uh, Apple Music and some, you know, one of the like a, a typical like a radio station, you know, like a country or or rock or whatever. Right. And you notice that if you. If you've been, if I've been using the, if I've been on Apple, yep, yep, because that's yep. primarily what we use, and I've been, and I've been kind of plugging in different country artists lately, just to kind of listen to whoever, you know, you whatever, you name it. Yep. I happen, I just kind of noticed that when she puts on this station, that supposedly this station is is you know when you if you listen to it or some anybody else, it's pretty similar. All of a sudden, I'm hearing different songs that I hadn't heard before. So I just yeah. find the algorithm to be really interesting. I think I think you're right, Dave. I think there's a, I think there. Well, I mean, it makes sense if you think if we stop and think about it for a second. If you're a music label or a music kind of producer, right? Um, especially if you're if you're Apple, where you want to keep people engaged and listening, you're going to show them the stuff that they know or That's that right. like they're comfortable with because you want the clicks. You want you want the more time for Apple. It's more about are people getting what they want out of the out of the service so they continue to pay the fee. And for the record labels and other people um, that are producing the music, it's about are people streaming it because even though they don't don't get a lot of from streams, they get s- something. So you know they're interested so i think that's right so i think what we're looking at here is maybe you know and and we run and we we talked about this last week with with the guys with the guys from rage with 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 john and hunty where you know the days of like the record labels going out there and discovering acts and nurturing them and and you know doing that type of work are long gone it's just it's like it's never coming back it's over so i think because of that too i mean could can, can you say what I guess where where I'm heading on this is the record labels don't care about the new music as much anymore. <laughs> no, well, what I guess what I'm I guess my point about these stations and you know you know exactly what I'm talking yeah. about on Apple, you know, are are these stations first of all, if I if I put in say top rock or top country, are am I going to hear the same music that you're going to hear when you click on it, right? Yeah, yeah, Pro- probably that's, that's my first pro- question. Probably, probably not. not. But- how much of that but stuff why? is new That's music? Interesting, right? Probably very little of it, like you're saying. Probably very little of new music. But why wouldn't you hear the same things I'm hearing? If I'm if I'm clicking on top country, why wouldn't you also be hearing the top country hits? Because like because like right? I said, the algorithm is made in such a way that it knows what you listen to when there's some AI behind it that says. Oh, they're gonna right. like so this type of So then it's no longer yeah. then it's no longer like a station. But I think to the to the to the user, it, it's it's made to look like it appears to be like a state, like a radio station, like it's and almost it's replacing not. Right. radio, it's but not, it's not. Yeah. So yeah, it's totally. Not. I think that's right, Dave. I think you're exactly right. So yeah. so I think what this comes down to is. Um, I realized I say a lot. I my my uh, family called me out on this when we were on vacation. I say exactly right a lot. It's kind of weird. But then I listen to the podcast and I notice that well, I I guess I'm just right a lot. I do I mean. say it a lot. I don't know. It's just something I say. So it's, so that's exactly right. Um, but I think I think that's right. I think what this comes down to is you know there isn't a lot of of kind of emphasis placed on new stuff new artists by the labels anymore by just like you said like these streaming uh, services and then and as a result or you know it's like a chicken and an egg and then by like the general public that's listening and consuming all this stuff so it's kind of a sad situation when you think about that but the other thing you think about is 
it makes a lot of sense when we when we talk about the trends of these older artists selling off their catalogs and cashing in for these big these big paydays yes. because yeah. they're just like, look, the getting's good right now. Um, getting's good. You know, let's get out. These these labels are want to hold on to these old catalogs because they know people are you know are listening to it. So um, so you know it all it all kind of feeds into the to this trend of. Older music is more popular. Is it killing it? I, I don't think it's killing it. Um, I think, um, but I think it's a different state of affairs. And I think, again, like we talked about with the guys last week, it's hard as a new artist to get out there and to be seen and known. It's. I think it might be harder than it ever was. It totally was. is. It might be harder than but it let ever me was. A- let me yeah. ask you an interesting question. And we yeah. didn't necessarily plan on talking about this, but did you... I happened to see uh, uh, Retschel. If you don't know who Retschel is, he's a he's a uh, a great guitarist and uh, a musician. He has a, a, a fantastic YouTube channel, um, and he plays with Noah Guthrie. He's a guitarist with Noah Guthrie and Good Trouble. Um, anyway, he he his his uh, a recent uh, video that he put out. They were talking. It was it was him and Beato and the guy from Five uh, Five Watt World. Oh and, yeah. Um, and Dave Honorado. And uh, anyway, they were talking about at some point, essentially the, the conversation was at some point will, you know, people no longer want vintage. Oh, gear. I saw that. And, I, I, know, I, it, I saw that. Yeah. I saw that like click, uh, baby title. I think the title was the boomers when boomers are kind of die off are is vintage gear going to be worth anything. <laughs> yeah. So it talks about it. Talk, to me, and then I started to wonder like what we're talking about is when will certain, when will certain music almost die off in a sense? Because, and I almost don't think it ever will because we're in 2022 and, you know, people still love the Beatles. People still love music that came out in the 1940s. I mean, you know, well, and you I mean this classic. So I don't I mean, know if it ever will. I mean, this classical music. So like, come on, like. This classical yeah. music. But in terms of the, in terms of the level that you love it today, I mean, like, let me throw a band. Like, what Led are you talking Zeppelin. about, dude? You there's, think- there's, there's orchestras all over the world that are dedicated to music that's like 300 years old. No, no, you no. Know, like, what I'm saying, let me. So I'm giving the example of Led Zeppelin. At some point, do you believe that Led Zeppelin will will not be will barely be listened to. No, the same reason why Beethoven is still going to be l- l- listened to and Bach but to, and who Mozart. Listens to Beethoven. How many so it's st- out of a, out of the entire planet, what percentage of people do you think actually listen to classical music? I, I, well, I, I don't know. I don't have the a data very, in front of probably me, probably a very small. But why percentage. does every major uh, city have a, have an orchestra that plays all year long? Right, because old people need something to do on Sundays. <laughs> well, it could be that just old people are doing it. It could that could you could be right. I don't know. We'd have to look at the data about classical music. Yeah, yeah. But yeah, it, it will be less popular, dude. It's less popular now than it was even twenty years ago. It just is. But you're seeing you know? almost a resurgence, right? If what you're saying and what we're what yeah, this article said, that could said be true. You could be true. Right. You could be. Are right. we are we going to end up seeing a resurgence? Of old, older music, right? I think this is what def- I think. Define older, but still. This is what I think. I think it's the golden age of rock and roll. So much of rock and roll, even all the stuff that everybody listens to now with, with people that are, you know, they play any genre of rock now, where the heaviest stuff to stuff that's not as heavy, it's all influenced by that golden era of rock and roll, right? And that's it's 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 always going to be that way, right? So, like, we're going to carry the torch. There's plenty of, you know, my niece who's... um 17 years old is a huge classic rock fan. Will will it be as popular as it is now? Probably not, but it's not going to die. Well, it's not going to die. It's not going to die. Know? And you know what I'm always, you know what I'm always uh, you know, thrilled to hear whenever we we hear of uh, we hear an interview from some of the newer bands that we promoted on this show. Yeah. You you oftentimes hear that they really respect the history. They know the history. They know their roots. They know where they've come from. That's right. And that's and right. They're, and they're not afraid to say it. And, and they're that's not. really refreshing. And that's that's and that's just the way it's always going to be. You know, there's going to be people carrying this torch. And and, again, and you're talking people. You're talking. You know, we talk about the warning and and even yeah. them. And they're in their twenties. They're carrying and they the torch. Even aware. Yeah. They're talking about carrying the. But they are aware of. They're aware of music history. That's amazing to me because when I was even when you and I were in our 20, early twenties. We didn't even have the appreciation that we do now of some of the bands that we know and love, like the Zeppelin. Well, I had a lot of appreciation for that stuff back then. We did, (laughs) we did, but not the same appreciation. Not the same appreciation that we have now. Well, that's because you know why. I think that's a really good point because it's because it's lasted. I mean, Dave. I mean, we're not that. We're not. We're not. 
spring chickens ourselves. I mean, that you think about that, that was 30 oh, well, years ago when we were discovering that uh, music, right? So, so now that's got 30 more years of like legendary status, right? So, so. Well, we weren't in our twenties thirty years ago, <laughs> but okay. No, but I'm talking like when we were but when I'm, we were teenagers. Okay, so just twenty years ago. So when twenty, we were, even 20 when years we were ago. teenagers discovering that music. Like you're right, but it, it also wasn't as old as it is now, and, and it didn't have all the have another thirty years of being like amazing, right? Or even twenty years. No, but even 20 but years. you're but you know yeah. at that at that point when we were teenagers, we we kind of jumped on the train and we haven't gotten off. Yeah, exactly you know? right. But that just that just so. speaks to it, right? Like that wasn't our generation's music. That was our parents' no. generation's music. Well, right? that's another good point. As as a guitar dad, right? How much do you think you actually influence your kids with what they are listening to now? Are they getting it from you? N- no, not 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 my daughter. No, my daughter's twelve. She's 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 like a teeny bopper. So no, there's no way that she's influenced by me. But I'll tell you what, she knows a lot of classic rock songs because she's heard them around the house or in the car with me. You know, like you'll sing a Queen song, you'll sing something, and she'll like, oh, I know that song. How did you know that? Oh, I don't know. I just know it. It's like it's because I've played it for you before in the car or something. That's so, right. So yeah. so I think you do influence influence it like i talk about my niece my niece you know when she was 12 years old she wasn't listening to classic rock but somewhere in the last two to three years you know because her parents are classic rock uh, fans then she picked it up and she really embraced it right and you know like her dad's like a big deadhead right and uh she's not into the dead she doesn't like she knows she listens she's okay with the dead but like she really embraced classic rock and, and zeppelin and that kind of 70s inspired rock and um, it's funny because it's my, amazing. my, yeah. you know, yeah, my, my, my nine-year-old, you know, and you know, you know, my daughter and she's, I never heard so of she's her. very much, <laughs> yeah, <no. laughs> you know, she's, she's very much into a lot of the same music. When I ask her, Hey, what do you want to listen to? And she'll oftentimes, you know, she'll say Petty or, or Aerosmith or whatever, you know, any yeah, of the yeah, bands yeah, that yeah. I like, but it's funny. And we went to the, as Matt mentioned earlier, we, we had to go to this big soccer tournament last weekend. And on the way down, I said, Hey, well, let's get some music on. That's going to pump you up. What do you want to listen to? What did she say? Kids bop. Ah, see, there you go. So, uh, of so course. See, and it only, get, it only gets it's worse over. as they get more into like the That's right. and teenage years. They listen to their own. Like, I can't stand. Like, it is like now it's classic, like dad stuff where like I can't stand the stuff my daughter listens to. Neither can I. I mean, a lot of it is no. kind of like like offensive hip hop, which I don't think she should be listening to, but. Um, you know, whatever. My parents probably said the same thing about my when I was listening to like. Oh, of course, Dr. every every parent says when we were listening to Doctor Dre it's and generation. Snoop Dogg, you know, and Bell Biv DeVoe yeah. when we were her age. You know, it was probably equally as disgusting to them as some of this stuff is to me yep. now. Oh no, it was. So it, like, it is what it is. But um, you know, I don't know. I mean, I think it's it's interesting, and your kids are always going to gravitate towards towards different things. They're going to gravitate away from the stuff that you like sometimes too. They get to that they get to that point in their lives as well where they're just like, well, that's my parents' music. I'm not going to really be into that, right? But then it kind of slowly right. permeates through them. And as they get older, sometimes they get into it. I mean, that's why classic rock is still as great as it is now is because it was, there's so many people, like my parents didn't happen to listen to a lot of that type of music. They were more into the, into the, um, like the Carol King and like that singer, like that 70s singer-songwriter scene. Um so they weren't as into that stuff, but I know so many of my friends, their parents were super into it, right? Like my wife's um, well, parents were hugely into that stuff, and then she got a love for a lot of those classic rock bands from her parents. So, you know, I think I think the torch is going to be carried on, and we're going to be okay. I think you're right. <laughs> and if you, and like I said earlier, if you have bands that are well uh, that are well aware of their history, and they know the torch they're carrying. I think that this kind of music is never going to die because these kinds of bands are going to are going to take that history. They're going to learn from it. They're going to, and then their their listeners, their their fans are going to understand what they what they appreciate, and it's going to keep it's going to keep that genre yeah. alive. Yeah. So I have no I have no doubt that we're we're in good hands right now. Yeah, yeah. And, and, let, and let, yeah. let what else you want to do? Yeah, let well, let's uh let's move on real quick so we can get this in. Uh, what is you so Kingfish? Yeah, a couple of gear things, uh, guys. We want to hit on quickly because it's kind hit on of a big things. couple of weeks in gear. Um, the first thing, so Kingfish, um, Chris Stone, Kingfish Ingram, um, amazing blues player. If you guys don't know him, amazing from Mississippi, um, incredible. Um, 
you should definitely check him out. He just come out with a signature Tele Deluxe, this 70s inspired Tele Deluxe. It's purple. It looks incredible. And they also put Beautiful. signature pickups for him in it that are supposedly higher output that lead to a higher gain sound. And this thing just looks and sounds incredible. I mean, it's a 70s Tele, so that's cool. It's like a Deluxe Tele. So you got to be into that with the big headstock and all that whole thing. I know the 70s Tele's are getting more and more popular. People people tend yeah. to really like that. Yeah. You know, I think there's a classic vibe, uh, 70s inspired telly, right? The Squire. There is. So uh, yep. this thing just looks incredibly badass. It ain't cheap, though. I think it's over two grand. Um, so would you be compelled? Um, You'd be, the you tele- be because you, I'm, you've kind of become a bit of a telly because fan, of, right? I mean, are you telling me, telly and me, that I can't think that I'm not a, I'm a, No, no. The, no, I mean, as a Les Paul Jeez. player, like, I, uh, Telly Deluxe, like, eh, it doesn't really do it for oh, me. Oh, come on, It doesn't man. really do it. I'm sorry. It doesn't do it for me. But but this thing looks awesome. Okay, go play one of these things if you can find yeah, it. Yeah, maybe I would get and, it and in my hands. And tell me that. Yeah. Because yeah. Yeah. I bet if you felt that thing and heard that thing, I don't know if you'd be able to turn that thing down. It looks very cool. I got I got to say gotta say and he he's such a great player I, I, we we, have, we haven't seen him player. live dave we, we missed one of his shows we gotta check him out um, we gotta check we definitely him out gotta go to one of his shows he's just so awesome so anyway he's so anyway good. what else and another big news anyway, go ahead and go ahead and tell the no, other go ahead what, what's the oh, next big news tell no, blow it out yeah so the other big news is wampler one of our favorite pedal brands companies has released yet another drive pedal called the moxie which is uh, tube screamer inspired a pedal, and you're gonna be like, eh, "It's a tube screamer." Uh, another tube screamer. Doesn't he already? Oh, oh, boomer. Doesn't he already make a tube screamer? I don't like tube screamers. <laughs> if you don't like tube screamers, then forget about it. But actually, no, yeah. don't forget about it because listen to this. So it's based on the TS10. This is different. It's based on the TS10, yeah. and the TS10, as you guys know, has become a little bit legendary because it was originally kind of made famous by. Stevie Ray Vaughan and um and then John Mayer kind of picked it up because of the Stevie Ray Vaughan thing and John Mayer almost might be even more known for using a TS10 than Stevie Ray Vaughan but either way if you go look at original TS10s they're like through the roof expensive I think they're going for like 400 500 bucks now so so he so Wampler built this uh, pedal based on the TS10 a circuit but of course it's Wampler so he tweaked it a little bit and it's got some switches on it where you can change the voicing of it. And then it's got a fat switch, which basically turns it into, from what I've seen on the demos, like, yes, it's tube screamery, but once you flip that fat, uh, fat switch, it basically turns into a distortion pedal where you get some really nice kind of saturation and gain. Um, and it's a mini, it's a mini uh, pedal kind of a format, which I'll tell you what, like, I don't love that. Like mini pedal, what do you think about mini pedals? You know, I think it's such a, here, here I am, I'm going to be a real big hypocrite here because throughout our, our episodes on this pod, I, I am, you are much more the aesthetic kind of guy than I am, right? What? And I feel like mini pedals to me just don't, for whatever reason, when they're on your board, they just look like little puny yeah, little yeah, things. Yeah. I know they're, I know they're amazing. They're, there's some great, you know, the, the, no, no. the, the, yeah. the I mean, a tube screaming mini is amazing. Is an amazing pedal. The Tumnus, you know, the 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 non deluxe version. Yeah, I have the, the I have you know, the, the original I have the version is an amazing pedal. Yeah, yeah. You know, but be yeah. What do you? I mean, I, I don't mini this, mini pedals for a guy like me who's a basement player and I'm never going to go out live. I don't have to worry about like spacing on my board. Then yeah, I'm not into it. This is the thing. They do, I mean, a lot of people say like, oh, they don't really um, save a lot of space. If you're using the right cables, go check out our podcast from a couple podcasts ago about when we got into pedal and the boards and we got into all kinds of stuff and we talked about cables go if you get the right cables that are super low profile then the mini pedals do actually save you space a lot of people they save you a lot, lot of people space. like oh they no do. they don't save me space once i because they have a side entry you know a lot of mini pedals you, of course you can't have a top entry on the mini pedal because it just isn't space with the knobs and stuff so they have side um inputs and outputs and it's like 
if you use a low profile stuff, you can squeeze them in and it works pretty well. So like, that's cool about them, but I don't like them because like the knobs get too like small and like, I can't really see what I'm doing as well with it, especially when you're playing live. So for that reason, I don't love them. Um, but whatever, I, I'm not reason gonna, you're right, <laughs> but no, I'm not out. But you got a couple I'm not of them. out. I, you have a couple I have of a them. bunch of them and I'm fine with them, but they're not my favorite. But either way, th- this thing looks great. And I'm actually going to get one because I'm a Tube Screamer fan. I have the Bunzai, the JHS. You are a big Bunzai. Yeah, you're you're a big fan, Tube Screamer I love tube it. Fan. Yeah, I love it. I have a couple other Tube Screamer uh, variants. I have the Tube Screamer Mini, actually, Dave. Just the Ibanez Tube Screamer Mini, which is an, it's based on the 808. But it sounds great. It's like a cheap pedal. It's like sounds 80 great. bucks, and it's an awesome pedal. But this is this is a much more uh, versatile type of a Tube Screamer. So I would, I'm going to check it out just because I'm a fan of the T. Yes, but um. Now, does the bonsai have a TS10 option does, on there? It does. It does. It and does. And I'll tell you what, it's not. It's. I'd be I'll interested. What, it's not my I'd be favorite. interested to hear how this compares. It's, it's no, not my favorite, but come? I think we need because well, it's just like there's the JHS mod that's on the um. My favorite settings on the bonsai are the JHS modded tube screamer and the Keeley modded tube screamer, which is on the on the bonsai as well, and they just sound so good. The TS10 is they're all good. They all sound good because I like tube screamers, but um. Yeah, I mean, you know what, Dave? Maybe I'll get this and we'll shoot it out against the um, the Bunzai TS10. Yeah, I think I think actually you could do a number of shootouts yeah. with this thing. So yeah, yeah. Look uh, to our listeners out there. Look forward to uh, a quick shootout of this pedal, the Moxie by Wampler. Mm-hmm. Um, any other gear news this week? I think that's it. I think we're, we're like we're, we're taking up all this time. I think we got to get out of here, Dave. I think we got to get out of here <laughs> quick, quick. Being chased out for time. Yeah. Anyway, so thank you to each and every single one of you listeners out there for checking us out every single week. We drop live on Sunday nights. Check us out on Instagram, at Guitar Dads Podcast. Check us out on our Facebook group. Come join, at Guitar Dads Podcast. We'll let you in, no questions asked. And um, where else are we? We are uh, we're on Twitter, at Guitar Dads Podcast. Yeah. And, um and like I said, you know, we really appreciate you guys who listen to this thing every single week. You guys are driving this show, and we love it. We love interacting with each and every each and every one of you who are, uh, you know, posting on Facebook, commenting on Instagram, and uh, it's been a lot of fun for it's us. It's fun time, guys. Thank you for listening. And go back real quick. Go back and listen to our uh, chat with Rage, uh, a couple guys from the. Boston-based uh, cover band Rage last week. Go back a couple weeks and listen to our uh, our chat with Corey Congelio. Oh, Corey's ama- amazing. amazing. Oh, Corey's that was amazing. a great time yeah, too. If you don't know Corey? Yeah, check out his YouTube channel. Uh, Corey's a great and Corey, great guitarist, great and, teacher. And just as another plug, uh, uh, Corey has given everybody who listens to this podcast a discount code for his website, and he's got some yes. amazing stuff on his website. If you're in, if you want some help. With guitar lessons, he is your guy. He gave us a great discount code for the subscription for his website. I think it's usually about fifteen bucks a month. This brings it down to like nine bucks a month or ten bucks a month, and you just got unlimited. Yeah, so if you're looking, and you for get that, unlimited access to everything on his site, and he also does a right. weekly Zoom call with everybody too. So um, check that out and um, and go and it, do that's it. That's in the pot. The uh, discount code is in the in the uh, podcast, podcast notes. notes in the show yep, notes. In the show so, notes, uh, yeah, check that. So out. wherever you find the podcast, podcast click on it and you will see the the link in there um so yeah so definitely check out Corey's site so what's that and real quick next next week we have a really great interview coming to you uh with uh taylor hughes who is a country artist out of nashville we're really excited about this podcast and um hopefully uh you guys will check that out and enjoy it just as much as i'm sure we will talking to her so uh but i think for now that was this week's guitar dad's podcast Keep rock alive. Catch you guys on the flip.